So, that's good you gave it some thought and you discussed it because that's what I wanted you to do. You can discuss what the pastor preaches, but don't discuss the pastor. (laughs) Oh, my. So, we got the Samaritan woman, and she's going to tell somebody about Jesus Christ. People like to call it soul winning, and I taught soul winning at one of the most popular soul winning colleges, and I did not like the term soul winning because you don't win anybody. Jesus Christ won them and claimed them and died for us to make it all possible. But you can give the gospel to someone, and the gospel is simply what Jesus Christ did. For God so loved the world, the summary of the gospel can be found in the chapter just before this. I got it right now, chapter 3, verse 16. 316 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting light. Now, most of us have heard that. Some of us have memorized it. I read it before I ever got saved, and it was one of the reasons I got saved. I told you John chapter 4 was where I got saved this morning, but I was reading from 1 John 1 1 on to all through John. That's what I had in front of me, and that's what I read. And when I hit John 3.16, I knew he was talking about the world. Now, an interesting note for you adults or anybody else contemplating the days and the times we live in, that term world is singular. World. Go to your Bibles. You can stay right there, but go to your Bibles. And, Pastor, would you read me the first verse in your Bible? We're thinking about this word world being singular in form. Now, I hope you've got a good Bible in your hands. (laughs) Could you read it? Heaven and the earth. It doesn't say heavens or earths. And if you have a Bible that says heavens or earth in Genesis 1-1, it's not correct. That word is singular. World is all-inclusive. It includes the bears that run in the forest. It includes the birds that fly in the air. It includes the, pr- the prostitute we talked about this morning. It includes the, uh, the priest that was in Genesis, uh, Genesis in, in the, uh, John chapter 3, what, we were, what we've talked about before. It includes everything, the air you breathe, and it's singular. You'll find that if your Bible says worlds, or it says heavens and earth, it's going to also say worlds in different places. And I could sit down with you and I'd have to get out my notes and I'd show you little places, just something real small. Typeset errors, maybe. But uh, it's not that. It's, it's copyright laws that do it. All right, so, and the Bible's not to be copyrighted. We go all there. The reason I bring that up to you and the summary of the gospel, and give you something you can walk home with tonight. What are we hearing on the news right now? UFOs. Isn't that how that goes? I used to love that when I was a kid. I watched that show and get so scared to death. Danger, 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 you know. And it's the worlds. There's no worlds. My Bible says world. He made the earth and everything therein. He made the world, Jesus Christ did. There weren't a bunch of little guys floating around anywhere. 
But if you think about the devil and his angels, then you got a bunch of little guys floating around somewhere. But in our day and age, that's going to get more and more popular, this UFOs. And it's funny, it came about with this last election, and things didn't go real well for conservative-minded people this last election. I'm getting a little political. But it didn't go real well if you were very conservative-minded. Of course, if you were pro-abortion, and if you were pro-euthanasia, and you were pro-different... Uh, uh, lifestyles that end with ABCs or BBCs or whatever you want to call them, G-A-Y or whatever, you had no problem with the last election. But you do have a problem if you believe in those things. Most of those people know that one day there's going to be a thing called the rapture and people are going to be gone. And their devil is not stupid. He was right there in creation he was right on top of the angels. He was, we talked, somebody talked about archangels not too long ago. He was one of the archangels. And he was a fallen angel. And he's preparing us for the rapture right now. And if you're not satisfied with Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, I believe it is, it's appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. He's got it all ready for them to excuse why we're going to be gone one day. I'm not saying it's tomorrow. I'm not saying it's going to be after the next election. I'm saying it's going to be soon as far as God looks at things because a day with him is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day with him. But they're already, it's kind of odd that that's already big news. See, very conservative people talking about UFOs again. And it's nothing new. In the 70s when I was a kid in they were talking about lost in space. Uh, Roswell, Roswell, New Mexico, wasn't it? New Mexico. I've been there. Big horse race track there. Been there a couple of times. Went to a horse auction there. That town has little statues of green men all around it. Feel very uncomfortable there. It's their tourist attraction, just like, you know, they got bears at the airport and the glass cages. <laughs> we always tell everybody when we travel, those bears are real. You know, we're standing in front. <laughs> and they are real, aren't they? But they're dead. <laughs> but you go to Roswell, New Mexico right now, and that's big promotion. Big deal. Big deal. For God so loved the world. He died for everyone. And if he thought little green men needed to know about it, he would have wrote a chapter in there that we all could have shared with him. So, that's where I jumped off and got you a little, little something today besides what we're talking about, the gospel, and it's going to all the world. And nowhere in the gospel do you see anything about we're to go to all the peoples and through the whole world, but there's nothing saying we've got to get to outer space. There's nothing that says you do find flying, flying uh, roles in Scripture. Uh, I think it was Elijah, and he... The roll across the sky. <laughs> you can fly, see some odd flying objects, and if you come home late enough at night, you'll see some flying objects from your mom or your wife. So that's what happens. So let's get back to our, back to our scripture now. We're talking about you'll see flying saucers. <laughs> and so let's get back to our scripture now and get back to John chapter 4 and the woman at the well. Now, she's done, got her water. 
I think she got saved up there about verse 23 or 21 when Jesus Christ said, believe me. Now, he is truth. He is all the truth. And I don't expect you to believe a word I say here or anywhere else unless you weigh it against what Christ says. He is truth. He is the final authority. And when he said world, it's world. When he said earth, it's earth, not earth. <laughs> earth. It's not multiple. It's singular and it's possessive if you know the word well. The world is a simple place. Who makes things complex? In 1 Corinthians, it talks about how uh, everything should be done in decently and in order. And I think our Sunday school teacher touched on that not too long ago. Decently and in order. Who's the author of confusion if Christ has everything done decently and in order? The devil. And at minimum, he's trying to confuse us about, well, maybe there is life somewhere else. Well, then who, how come Jesus didn't die for them? What's it? What, who you know, it's getting easier and easier. to. The scientists want you to believe them. Not necessarily the science, but them. Some of the best scientists we've ever had, if you study science, some of the best scientists we've ever had were born-again Christians. If you study their lives and the in-depthness of their lives, because they knew things had to be done decently in order. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Every element has so many compounds in it. Every molecule has a nucleus and something circle in it. It's just really phenomenal. Now, do we have Christian scientists today? They try to eliminate that whole possibility. You young people think about being a Christian scientist. There are some. I've talked to some. I was on an airplane, and I'm totally off this subject, but it's going to take me five minutes to clean up where I'm at in this portion of Scripture. And uh, we were on an airplane, and there was this guy sitting there with a laptop. Well, this was pretty new. This was a few years back. And this guy, I think we were coming here to Alaska, and he's typing away on his laptop. And the stewardess says, hey, there's something here, you know. This, does it work for you? Does it? I guess it was so new that they didn't know how it would work on the airplane. And he's, yeah, man, this is cool. This is growing great. And we looked over his shoulder. We were the seats across from him, or not across, but next to him. And he's got these little pictures of dogs. And they're on little trees, like a family tree, you know, these dogs on these little things. And he's, he's typing away, and he's doing this, and he's mashing that. Oh, that's neat. You've got dogs? Because we've had dogs, we breed dogs, we've raised cattle, livestock, all that kind of stuff. And we were making good money on the dogs, and we were going to say, hey, this guy's got something to do with dogs, we want to find out. Oh, no, this, these are just emblems. These are just, we, I use black and white dogs for an emblem. He says, what I do is I work for some big science place. He was a Christian, and he worked for some big science place. He says, the place I'm working for, is got, they got a reward out to find out whether we've come from apes or not. We're doing genetic mapping, and we're to find out genetically if uh, the president of the United States at the time, I think it was, I think it was pre-Obama, it was pre, uh, who was it, Mrs. Ananya? I don't know, remember? He's, huh? Bush. He had a special commission out and offered a reward to anybody who could prove, now this is, Bush, and prove genetically, map us back, because if it's true, all this 
And it's very obvious if we descended from apes, gorillas, monkeys, or chimpanzees, take your pick, uh, if we came from them, genetically, it would be mapped out. They can tell who your grandpa was. Right now, you can send in $35, and they'll tell you who your great-great-great-great-grandpa was related to. Well, this is, the, this is one of the guys that helped develop that. They were having races to get that done. And when they got it all done, he says, I'm just double-checking everything. But we, we can't do it. We don't come from gorillas, monkeys, apes, chimpanzees. This is known in the science world now. There's no doubt about it. But you'd pick up a biology book at the University of Juneau, and I bet you you won't see a word about it. It's been proved nobody got the reward. It's been proved, he says. He says, and he said it with a grin on his face. In fact, if it goes to any extent, it says we came from about seven different people in the Middle East. About Mount Ararat <laughs> is all the further back they could get it genetically. They do. They were Middle Eastern descent. So we're related, all of us, you, me, and I don't look at all Asian, do I? Uh, I've never seen too many bald Asians, but there's got to be a few. Uh, the whole thing goes back to seven people in the Middle East, and this was a guy who really wasn't much of a, what you'd say, a real Christian as far as how he you know, was a witness for Christ, but he knew enough typing in those, doing the checks on all that, that no way we're from monkeys. <laughs> you don't hear about that, do you? Well, when you get somebody up there that says, says something like, uh, you know, there could be Martians out there. They could be on another planet. God made you. He could have made everybody else. No. He made you, and he told you about it, and he gave you a gift, and he loves you, and he thinks the most of you. Take away the individualism in the relationship you have with Jesus Christ, and you're breaking down what Christ died to build, and that is a personal relationship with each one of you, with the woman at the well, with the man who was before that, who was a priest and real righteous with the person that's wrong. He loves you no matter where you come from, what color. You could be green. He loves you no matter what color you are. But he was the one who made you. He didn't come from anywhere else. And so let's go see what he says to this woman. He says to her, he says, the woman, 28, left her. He said, and upon this came, Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And the truth is, and you've heard it this morning or this afternoon or this evening, you've heard the truth. What you hear, anything other than that is contrary. And you've heard the truth. Jesus Christ died for each one of us. And that woman was so excited about coming to that realization that she went out and told the only people she knew, the men of the village, those were all her buddies. She had five husbands. She had lots of relatives. I don't know why somebody would want that many wives or husbands. It's just so, too many mother-in-laws in there. In the meanwhile, his disciples play, play, prayed him, saying, Master, eat. The disciples were earthly-minded. We touched on that this morning. They had to go out, and they had to run the mechanics of certain things. They had to go out and fetch the vittles. 
they weren't into changing bread into or fish into wine or fish into wine or bread into fish, whatever you want to say. They weren't into that. They were still learning. They were young Christians. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him aught to eat? Jesus Christ has said, I have bread that you know not of. Jesus said unto them, My meat is not is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. There's that four-letter word we hate. Four-letter word that... Talk to a, um, um, a young man today, and he's young. He'll know who I'm talking about. He's got people that work for him. And he, we, I thought he was going to tell me all about somebody who didn't like that four-letter word, work. But you know, Jesus worked. And we are to work. It's work trying to do right, isn't it? And if you think it's easy, well, you follow me. I'll show you how hard it gets. <laughs> but work is what we each have to do. And we have to work at it. And he did the work of his father. Now, what was the work of his father? To tell each one of us about Jesus Christ, why he came here. He ended up, remember the last day he was on this earth, the last night he's trying to explain to his disciples that I'm leaving. I think you guys have heard that too rather recently. Somebody's leaving. But uh, said, I'm leaving. Don't fret, I'll be back again. In spirit and in truth. You want to talk to Jesus? Right here's your book. Right here's a way to talk to him right now. You can fold your hands and talk to him. Line's never busy. This you can read to him. Sometimes he might be a little bit busy and he says, go ahead and read the book. You know, I get kind of cute with the people that watch the movie and they don't read the book. And they think they know what the book says. That's not how it works. You read the book. Okay. Say not ye that, the, that yet four months and then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. White. See, that proves Jesus Christ loved the south. I'm kind of hung up on the south. You've got to believe it. He loved the cotton fields. They turn white when they're ready to get picked. And see, Jesus loves us. And if you don't believe me, he talks about vittles. The apostles talk about getting vittles. I mean, there's a lot of things. That, but he's still going to come out of the north. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true. One soweth and another reapeth. Who sowed here? Who sowed here? Jesus Christ told the woman about why he was around, told her about eternal life, told her about the well of living water, told her about how she could be freed by the truth, accepting Jesus Christ as her Savior, accepting and believing everything he says. He sowed. Who reaped? The woman reaped. The men of the village are reaping. You'll see that in just a few minutes. The apostles reaped. Well, it's kind of hard to get up and preach and the building's empty. They had followed. This, this works out. They, In fact, you'll see here that they loved what he, she brought to them and loved Jesus so much. They loved what they had to drink that they asked him to tarry there two days. Why? Well, I went to a village once in Mexico City, little village, four posts in the air, big old Catholic church. The priests come there once a, twice a year and had mass. So they were all Catholics in that city. 
in Mexico. It wasn't a real city. It was a village, a hacienda. The guy was a, had a big, you know how haciendas are, big ranch. That's all it was. And everybody worked on that ranch, lived in the middle of the town. That was the town. It was a ranch. That's how King Ranch got started in the United States. And King, Kingsville, Texas is that hacienda that was there. All right, back to this. We're there with these people. We give them the gospel. We give them John and Romans. We played the movie Burning Hell by John R. Rice. We left. We held the, held the movie thing together with my wife's little rubber bands she had in her hair. It was so windy, and the devil didn't want us doing that. So he broke the movie projector, and we had to take the little braided rubber things you girls put in your hair to keep the wind from blowing it around. We ended up stringing them through the movie projector and played the movie for them. We come back two years later. There was a church there. The priest had fits. He was knocking the dust off his feet and telling them they were all on their way to hell. And they says, yeah, but Jesus died for us, so we don't have to go. We reaped. They reaped. The word of God was sold. The truth was out. He couldn't hold a, a big axe over their head saying, you've you got you to go to purgatory. You gotta, you, you. So these people, everybody benefited. And that's what he's talking about here. He sacrificed. He sowed. He sweated. He suffered. He died for each one of us. Singular when you look at it. Each one of us. Not the whole Every one, singular. And he died for us so that we could reap those benefits. And you're reaping them today. You're reaping them today. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman, which testified, he told me all things ever I did. All he did was got truthful with her, cut through all the baloney, if you know what baloney is about. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him. Remember, this is that group of people we talked about that were really kind of looked down as a whole. They were kind of outcasts. And he besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. But a lot of them believed because of what the woman said. How would you like to be one of those people in the, that received Christ? How would you like to be that woman? She's forever endowed in Scripture here. We don't know her name, but you'll know her when you see her in heaven. She'll have five wedding bands on. No, you'll know her when you see her. You'll know her when you see her in heaven. And you'll know that she was the one that told somebody else and brought the gospel to others. How would you like to have that kind of reward waiting for you? Now, I'll tell you something. I don't want to mention it. But I have never accepted pay anywhere I've gone. So you can kind of plan on that. There's ways to take care of that, but I do not. And I don't want, and the reason I don't do that is because I don't want to re ruin my rewards in heaven. I, I see these preachers, they get up and they go, oh, it's been rough. And it is rough. And oh, I got a hard field. Oh, but they pay me. $7,000 a week. So what, brother? You got your reward then. Hey, when you get up there, you know, I'll be in line, but I'll be ahead of you eventually. <laughs> you got your reward. Oh, look at this woman. What did she have to gain? But total embarrassment. 
But now she's in heaven and immortal because she's part of the Word of God. She is part of the Word. She is an example of something every one of us could be. Every one of us could tell someone else about Jesus Christ. Every one of us could explode in a moment and witness to somebody. That's why the devil tries to knock you down and keep you down so your testimony is shot and you've got no witness. Well, you see what happened when she got truthful with herself and with God. She renewed her testimony and got to some of the people that you think the apostles were ever going to stop at a, a brothel, a Samaritan brothel. She reached people you and I couldn't reach. There's people in heaven today renewed and, and dignified before the Lord because of that woman. Do you have any of those people under your, on your little rewards chart? I've done some terrible things in my life. And I can, I can say that because I know every one of us are capable of doing that. But I know the Lord doesn't see those. I'm standing behind the blood of Jesus Christ right now. And I've had an opportunity to thank him by telling some of the very things I did wrong and the very people I wronged about Jesus Christ. I've carried the water for Christ. Every one of you has an opportunity to carry the water for Christ. Every one of us in some form or another. Who can you reach for Christ that I can't? I'm already labeled in this country as the cowboy preacher, right? So there's going to be people that are going to shut me off like that right now. Before I get in their driveway, before I talk to them on the street, I got a guy who was a pretty good friend of mine. I bought him a little six-pack of Coke at the grocery store, those little bitty Cokes. And uh, I'm trying to renew the friendship. But he found out I was a preacher and I am like a hot potato. Just, you know, you got friends like that? You got people like that? Does God put somebody on your heart to share the gospel with? You're the only Bible they're going to see. And I haven't said anything to him. He just found out what my testimony really is. And he's got his own conjecture of what the truth is. But that's your privilege as a person that's lived on this planet for the creator of the whole world, the whole universe. Your privilege is to tell someone else about him and to be that, what is it called in the scripture? Light in the darkness, salt on the earth, you know? So each one of us has an opportunity to witness the gospel of Christ. You can't do it in heaven. It's too late. You're done there. You are not going to tell somebody about Jesus who needs to know in heaven. Guess what? They already know. That's why they're there. But you have an opportunity now to help someone else get there and to learn. And they don't have to even believe you. You can plant the seed. Remember he talked about a cotton field we're talking about. They plant those seeds. doesn't look any different. It looks like a bunch of plowed up dirt. You might not see the results. You might not see the results at all. But eventually, something grows. And it's up to them what grows. I've had people I've witnessed to and 
told about Jesus and said, eh, got that off my chest. Oh, that, that's, their blood's off my hands. I, I, I don't see how, you know, it's just not going to happen. And I'll pray for them once in a while and I'll do what I can, but they don't want to see me. 23 years, I'll end in this story. We had Mother's Day, very sad day for me. My mother did not know Christ as her personal Savior, was a very righteous woman, a German that hated Jews. Uh, she didn't like anybody else who wasn't German, and uh, she was a devout Catholic. And when I got saved, and I think I told you the story this morning about how I accepted Christ as my personal Savior in, the very, in this very chapter, I ran down out of the bedroom, out to the living room, and mom and dad were watching gun smoke. Some of you know what that is. And I says, uh, I says, hey, something happened, you know? My girlfriend had me, I went to her church, and I got, I, I, I think I got saved. My dad, very polite, a vice admiral in the Navy, knew what, how to handle those things. He said, son, that's, that's nice. And my mother said, You'll get over it. For 23 years, I couldn't speak to her. 23 years, she said, you're out of here. Not so much with that incident. After I got married and witnessed to her, told her I was going to Bible college, I was done. For 23 years, I'd mail Christmas card, birthday cards, you name it, Mother's Day. Never got there. Brothers couldn't speak to me. Nothing. 23 years. My daughter will be here this next week. She'll be here tomorrow evening. She calls me up because she was taking care of her in her last days. And she says, you've got to come, come see Ma. I says, you know I can't show up there, all of, especially when she's dying. I says, so my brothers will all think that I'm there to get her money. I says, this is going to start a great big fight, family feud. I'm out of it. I don't need to be there. She says, she's asking for you. I says, all right, hung up the phone, fired up the pickup truck. It was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Said, let the animals be today. And ran up from Kansas, the ranch in Kansas, to a Milwaukee area, Wisconsin. Waukesha, to be exact. Went in the house. My daughter let me in. There was nobody there. It was maybe 3 in the afternoon. or No, it was closer to midnight, wasn't it? Three in the morning. Yeah, I drove 11 hours straight and uh, got there and opened up the door to the bedroom, and my mother was laying there on the bed. She seen me, and she started to cry, and uh, I cried. And uh, don't, don't think cowboys don't cry. They cry. The only time I ever seen my dad cry is when he accepted Christ as his personal Savior and when his dad died. But I says to Ma, I'm sorry. What am I going to say? Right? I'm sorry. And she said, I'm sorry too, son. I says, Mom, I'm still what you call a Baptist because that's all she knew about born again. Baptists do that. I says, would you... Uh, I says, you know, it's really important. I says, do you want to know the truth? She accepted Christ as a personal Savior that evening. And I didn't hear angels flutter or anything like that because when I let go of her hand, she had passed out. She came to about 
This was before cell phones. She came to the next morning, and when we got to the farm, to the farm, back to the ranch, we called, and my daughter said she passed away that morning. Last word she said was, Roy was here. I wish she would have said what I told her and what she did, but she died, literally died, telling my brothers to try to make peace with me. Don't tell me it ain't work being a Christian. Don't tell me it isn't work to do a testimony for Christ. Don't tell me you don't get paid for it either because I have rewards in heaven that nobody can take away. Whether you think I'm worth it or not, I know where I'm going and I know why I'm going there and there's nothing we can change about it. Isn't God wonderful? And so... I'm just encouraging you. You have work ahead of you. Every one of us, every one of us in this room, in the next five minutes, we're going to be done, and you're going to go spend your week and do the things you got to do, and you're going to work. You're going to work at something. I want to encourage you to work at being a Christian, knowing Christ, fellowshipping with Christ, doing something for God this week. I'm so jealous of some of you who've got talent. This church is a wonderful church, talent all the way through it. You've got lady that can play the, <laughs> you can play instruments and all this kind of, I can't do nothing. I can hardly preach, but I work for God, and I encourage you. If I can do it, every one of you can work for God. See if you can get a couple dividends this week. See if you can do something for him this week. See what you can do. Maybe he's telling you to give to missions. Maybe he's telling you to help the pastor. You know, before he leaves, you're going to have to figure out how you're going to give him support. You're going to have to, you know, I, I, don't, I see these guys on the bulletin board. This guy worked for you for two years, and you probably paid him. I don't know. But he's going to need some support. He's not going to have, that's one less church he'll have to go knocking on because you know him. You know his heart. You know what he is. You need to help him. And you need to think about what you're going to do when he walks out that door. He needs to have some confidence that his work is continuing to pay for him. He didn't ask for it. He didn't know what I was going to do. He didn't know I was going to give away a candy bar. But we need to think about that, every one of us. What, you're, what God wants from you, how he, how he will pay you. 23 years I went without so much as fellowship with my family. So it's not going to any skin off my nose if nobody likes me. My mother didn't like me. <laughs> I used to tell people I'm Orphan Annie. <laughs> you uh, are far more fortunate than I am and was. Far more talented. You have a network and a church and a chain of people that sometimes, yeah, they... They, uh, you don't like the way they smell or you don't like the way they look or they coughed on your Bible or something, you still have somebody to complain about. Just think if all that was gone and the poor woman at the wells walking through the field alone. She had a church when this was all over with. She was in a church when it was all, two days, Christ was there. How many converts do you think came around? How many? What do you, why do you think we know about this? It happened. Thank you, Lord.